Archives Unlimited. All right. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Okay, I didn't do that for the, the for twenty seconds because I died laughing. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Archives Unlimited. I'm your host for today, Hazel Cooper. I'm I go by they them pronouns. Hi, I'm Frog. I'm I go by he they pronouns. Autism gang. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bluey. Um, I use they them pronouns. Let's fucking splat some fests. That sounds dirty. Uh, hi, I'm Crow. Uh, my, I use they, them pronouns. Hi, my name is Jasmine. I use she, her pronouns. Yeah. Welcome and to I you. am today's guest. And we have Jasmine on because today's topic is... The Autism Lesbians. Nick and Flattery of the Georgias. The Autism Lesbians. Capital letters. The Autism Science Lesbians yeah. we Damn love right. so dearly. They have been with us since the very beginning, and you know, when it's day one of your team's lore, and people are saying we should make these two science lesbians, of course nice. I'm gonna get attached to them, but then the sim just went and gave them both killer narratives, yeah. so... I'd like to say thank you to the sim and also fuck you to the sim. Yeah, I was gonna say literally. (laughs) Let's start with just like the basics. Who are Nick and Flattery? Alright, so both of them are players that, as I said, were on the Georgias at the time of dissension. So Nick Nyong'o, she's the team captain. She generally has this pretty calm, organized personality. And, you know, she's the kind of person you want to see as a team captain. Mm-hmm. Actually good at, like, people wrangling and shit. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's like, she's very approachable, <laughs> I feel. Yeah. And she's a bit more, like, level-headed, I would say, than some of the other people who try and run the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's normal. Yeah, she's normal. <laughs> she's normal. You don't really want someone like Rigby Friedrich running the team because he tends to forget that the players are people. Yeah. And need things like rest. Yeah. And, <laughs> and isn't so good at like, I feel like captains kind of do coachy stuff too. Like, um, like there's an amount of emotional vulnerability and like helping your team one on one that is involved. Yeah, and I think that's something she's generally pretty good at. She's good at, like, getting to know people one-on-one. I think, like, one of her big weaknesses is she is very image-conscious. So, she's, like, very aware that people see her as the team captain, they see her as someone important they can rely on, and she is very worried about not fitting into that box sometimes. And so I think that's, like, a lot of where her stresses can come from, especially when you consider she's also, like, a fan favorite on the team. Yeah, like, oh my god, um, we can talk about the dying and necromancy part later. Ooh, because that was a big one. What about Flattery? Flattery is... Flattery is Neek's wife. 
Sonique is a marine biologist, and Flattery is a terrestrial biologist. Kind of like the parallelism, because uh, Sonique is yeah. a human woman, and uh, Flattery is an Atlantean fish person. <laughs> yeah, Something fish person on. with tentacle <laughs> hair. Yeah. They started as our worst pitcher and had basically no redeeming qualities as a player, so we alternated them into a solid batter, but an even worse pitcher. Flattery, <laughs> <laughs> I think, might be the sim-designated protagonist of the Georgias. So much happens to them, and they are generally kind of a mess. Yeah. They are not good <laughs> at processing all of the shit that happens, and I think it kind of shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's something we'll also get into. In general, personality-wise, I'd say they kind of seem bitter and standoffish at a distance, and they are kind of, but if you can get to know them well, they are genuinely very passionate about the things they love, and all around a very genuine person. Aww. I think they're kind of aware people see them as a bit ridiculous, but <laughs> it's okay because they own it. They so own it. Yeah. I remember you talking about the lab coat lore that Nick and Flattery have that they just... I don't think they ever take them off, or at least they had, like, they always okay, have... Flattery doesn't, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Flattery doesn't take their lab coat off because they think it is very comfortable. <laughs> I mean, they have multiple lab coats. It's not no, like they never jacket. wash their lab coats. But, you yeah. know, when one lab coat's in the wash, they can wear a different one. A mm -hmm. lab coat for it's sleep, just a, a weekend lab coat, a, a, the lab <laughs> coat designated for dates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Under the lab coat, we have... Some really ridiculous dad fashions, some Hawaiian shirts, some um, cargo shorts, <laughs> and Socks we get and sandals. Very important. Mm -hmm. Incredibly important. I think like you made art once of like Flattery in a date outfit, which had the lab coat, of course, had um, just like. I think it was, like, this ridiculous shirt. Not even a Hawaiian shirt. It was, like, a different pattern shirt. A fishing vest? Yes, or, that's or right. the wedding outfit I drew the one time? Oh, I think I was thinking of the wedding outfit, but the... Oh, oh okay, <laughs> hold on. This this outfit actually doesn't have a... <laughs> the lab coat, but... Oh, that is such a yeah. dad outfit. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, it's... It's flattery court. I think someone specifically suggested an outfit just to base it off of. <laughs> and I just saw it and ran with it because I was like, oh, this is flattery McKinley. And also, wow, this art of flattery is kind of off model based on my current art of that. <laughs> oh, the socks and sandals. Oh, <laughs> the socks and sandals. It's their thing. I wear socks it's and their sandals. Thing. So yeah, we have these two and they are married. They've been married for about six real world years, which translates to, I don't know, 300 something hmm. baseball years. A lot. A long time. A lot. 
But, you know, for the past 50-something, 60-something years, one has been in a hole and the other has been in a box. So, love fail. Love Love fucking loses. (laughs) The Sim was not nice to them. And what happens when one partner dies and the other isn't taking it well and they try to bring the the dead partner back? I think that would kind of cause some problems in the relationship. And then you can't even really talk about it because one's forced in the the whole other league redacting people, sending them to hell. And you just kind of have to watch. But we can get in more Shout into out that. Shout Nyong'o for redacting Mike Townsend. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> he also redacted a ghost, which was awesome. I think we're going to have to touch up on some of the debt stuff because there's a lot there and it is juicy. Yes, yes, definitely. This is the thing. The duality of Nick on the Pies is that on one side, I think that, that her being on the Pies is integral to her having all the good moments she has there because mm, the narrative. But on the other yeah. hand, it's the fucking pies. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna do anything with it. <laughs> oh, wait, I remember you drew that one comic where it's like, oh my god, I wonder what Nick's doing in Philly. And then in the second panel, it's like, she says, figures I'd end up in Philly. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a reference to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> wait, really? Yeah, um, hold on. <laughs> Nick is Shaggy? I think she's Velma in this comic, Yeah, she's Velma in this. (laughs) I wonder where in the world she is. Figures I'd end up in Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) The way she says it. Oh, I love Velma. (laughs) Is there any, like, uh, chronological, their story as it progresses that we could start from? So the thing is, I do have some ideas here. But the most important part of the timeline is when Flattery gets mauled by a bear. Which is very important. Now, is that in-game? That is not in-game. That is completely unrelated. It's just lore that exists. But it's It's integral It's how they met, yeah. It's part of how they met. Follow-up question. Is that an animal? (laughs) 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 Oh, no. (laughs) Flattery. He goes to a surface gay bar and gets fucking mauled by a bear. (laughs) (laughs) She just accidentally is underfoot when McDowell is trying to exit. Oh my god. But yeah, um, it is a real bear, the animal. Because the lore is that Flattery was out um, studying surface animals. And kind of maybe perhaps got too close to a bear. You see, so. the, the issue is, <laughs> in media, we like to pr- portray bears as being very cuddly. Like, there's Winnie the Pooh and Paddington and teddy bears. And yeah. it and, gave oh. Flattery a very warped idea of what bears are like. Oh, baby girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up in bear country. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, mean, I like, like that though. <laughs> they don't really funny. warn you what bears are like when you live under the ocean. So then Flattery um, gets mauled and gets sent to the hospital where um, there's kind of this cute marine biologist who just like 
got rescued from a shipwreck and I don't know, she's kinda um she's kinda <laughs> Hell yeah. It's 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 a me, me cute in the hospital. Flattery got mauled by a bear and Neek discovered that dolphins are actually assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's something that happened after the shipwreck. She got beat up by dolphins. Yeah, they, dolphins would. Is this dolphins would. Yeah. Okay, dolphins. I want to know something. It's been like, who lured both of them to have autism? Uh, that might have been me. Okay, so I think flattery yeah, yeah. having <laughs> autism was kind of established very early on. So, like, it's something that just kind of. I very consciously paid attention to while writing their characterization. I was like, hell yeah, autistic girl autumn. But then as I wrote Neek, I made her autistic as well. Like, not really as deliberately. I just kind of stumbled into her having a bunch of autistic traits because when you're autistic, it's kind of hard to write not autistic people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never written an autistic a non-autistic, analytic person in my life. Yeah. Words. Yeah, it just kind of happens because uh, Jasmine is like one of the main Neek and Flattery thinkers. Just she does a lot of content for them and about them. CEO it just of Nick happened. Flattery. Exactly. Oh yeah, what's their ship name? I, I, I forgot. I think it's like McNick or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh McNick. Okay, I heard Nick Nick like Nick twice. Oh. <laughs> she got squared. Um, we yeah. don't need to talk about it. Oh, yeah, because she was trapped in the sun. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So that is actually part of our joke lore that Neek was the first person to die under the square sun, right? And then immediately after it blows up, she comes back in the next election. I think she was kind of trapped in the sun. <laughs> I think maybe mm. she was trapped in the sun yeah, and then we, it blew I up. I think the joke started because she was the first player to die under the sun sun. And when that happened, there was a huge increase in the sun's pressure. And we were like, oh shit, they trapped her in the sun. <laughs> God, get her out of there. <laughs> and the timing worked out perfectly because... When we brought her back from the dead, it was right after the sun exploded. Yeah. Once again, the the sim is like, oh, you want some fucking narratives? We'll give you some narratives for these two. It's awesome. We love it. Yeah, it doesn't hurt even a little bit. We've been holding this long enough. We need to introduce the third player in this relationship. The Grok. <laughs> Okay, Intergram. so there is someone else we need to talk about because he's been kind of quietly standing in the background with the most smug fucking grin on his face. He's the kind of person that is Neek's very petty academic rival. He pressured Flattery into doing necromancy. Give a round of... Applause with a question mark for Nancy Grack. Woo! All right, let's talk about Nancy. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. He sucks. <laughs> but he's also the greatest. Where can I get a raw image of the of the the wet house emoji, Greg? 
I, I need that in the fucking episode description. Everyone needs to see that because okay. it Don't lives right in I, my head. I have it. Yeah. I have it. Don't worry. I have Jasmine, you actually picture. drew that, didn't you? Yeah, I drew it during a Jackbox game. <laughs> oh my god. There he is. I'm gonna go to Staples and get them to make me a big giant decal of this image. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Put it on the side of my computer or something. <laughs> so Nancy Grackle. He is an OG George's shadow that generated with the pregame ritual mad science. And so <laughs> he first joined the active roster right after Neek died, and we were kind of going insane at the time. And I think it reflected on his lore nicely. Yeah. This guy is He's the worst. He is the worst. He he's like remarkably full of himself for a guy whose accomplishes accomplishments mostly consist of like puppet necromancy. Oh, he'll say things like, "Oh, I invented Gracos, which is a cereal comprised entirely of concrete slabs." But um, <laughs> he removed the color green from his brain. I don't know how he did that. Honestly, I don't think I don't know how he did that. He's technically a mad ornithologist because, you know, you have Neek, she's a marine biologist. Yeah. Flattery, they're a terrestrial biologist. So we figured complete the trio, have someone that studies sky creatures. But very little mad ornithology is happening in their lore. So. Yeah, I don't think he actually does much with birds. Also, I have to bring up the... The green thing is because he hates the color green, but because he removed it from his removed his ability to see it, he dresses in green so much, and everyone thinks that's his favorite color. But like, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even fucking know. <laughs> the reasoning out of universe behind that is because when I was drawing him, I thought he'd look really good in green. But someone had already established that green is his least favorite color, so I had to make an excuse for myself. But it's really good lore. <laughs> no. That's so funny. Oh my god. It's such god. a good, like... So how does the Grack fit into Nick and Flattery's relationship? So the important thing is that, first and he's Nick's very petty academic rival. Rack's the kind of person who can bring out the worst in anyone. And, you know, Nick's pretty good at keeping her chill, just... Yeah, but this guy... Oh my god. already, but... He just sucks. Around Nancy Grackle, she just loses it, because Nancy is the worst, and he's so full of himself, and he's so stubborn, and he will not budge on his principles. And she can't fucking stand it. <laughs> because she has, you know morals yeah and like here comes this guy who's like bragging about bringing back people from the dead who didn't want to be brought back it's like don't you think that kind of sucks and he's like why why would that suck what are you talking about isn't it awesome it's like no no it isn't hold on hold on i wrote an interaction between them a couple days ago which i think perfectly sums up their dynamic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
hang on. I wanna I wanna read this part. Can someone be Nick? I'll read as gra- the graph. Okay, I'll, I'll read for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Nick, for all the slack I give you, I just want to make sure that you know that if you ever were to die, I would still do necromancy on you. Could you say the same for me? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of their dynamic where I think that deep down, despite the fact they hate each other, Nancy does kind of respect Nick because it's fun to have an academic rival. Yeah, that's like part of the reason why he worked so hard to bring her back because he's like, damn, I kind of miss having her around. And it's like, you know, Flattery's kind of fucked up without her. We could solve two birds with one stone and everyone will be happy. Everyone was not happy. <laughs> Mike Townsend was happy. <laughs> no one cares about Mike Townsend. I'm just imagining it now as like uh, the Grack and Nick's relationship is like uh, the Batman and Joker from... Like, Nick dying is that episode of Batman, the animated series, where the Joker thinks he's killed Batman, and he's like, what the fuck do I do with my life now? Yeah. <laughs> he is kind of a Joker, but is the thing. He just full-on hates Nancy. Like, yeah. not even in a loving sort of way. She just hates him. And I think Grax the one that makes, like, a bigger deal out of it. Mm. But <laughs> that's because Grax loves theatrics. Neek just hates this dude's guts. Yeah, the crack is very dramatic. And like, I think based on the exchange I wrote, you get the impression that Grack thinks he's doing Nika a favor by suggesting he'd do necromancy on her. Yeah. So, like, this is the part of the thing is, like, the Georgias have a very messed up culture around death. And Neek is, like, a normal person. So, like, if she died, she wants to be at rest because being back from the dead kind of sucks, actually. I mean, Blaise but no one else agrees. Yeah, she's like the only. Yeah, she's like the only ethical scientist probably ever in the entire league. Yeah, deep sigh. <laughs> but of course, because she's dead, she can't really stop Nancy from going up to Flattery and being like. Hey, you miss your wife, so don't I you? I know your wife just died, <laughs> but uh, we can fix this. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, honestly, what it fucks me up about this is that, like, flattery, since um, flattery's um, sort of non ethical of a scientist, so she'd be so, willing to okay. do it. This is how flattery's level of mad scientist. Is to neat what Nancy's level of mad scientist is to flattery. Mm. I hope that makes sense. Flattery's like the exact halfway point in mad science between Neek and Nancy. Flattery is on the spectrum of mad scientist to scientist, non binary. <laughs> flattery is on the spectrum. So fucking End true. of sentence. <laughs> you heard it here first. Non binary, non binary, butch lesbian, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, flattery is on two spectrums: the autism spectrum and the gay one. So that's spectrum squared. That, oh, there's a lot of spectrums here. We've got like the gender spectrum, the sexuality spectrum. We've got this ethics spectrum. Um, the autism. We've got the autism spectrum, obviously. That's at least four. 
And I don't know, there might be others hidden in there. We just don't know. Oh, gotta go. If you get to eight, you get all the tentacles. Oh, eight spectrum. Yeah, you're right. Imagine. On the spectrum, yeah. from one spectrum to eight spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> How spectrum are. But yeah, I think like, you know, for a long time, Nick and Flattery had a very happy relationship with like the only occasional problems being that Flattery it keeps hanging out with this guy that Nick can't fucking stand in Nancy's grapple. <laughs> and then, but like, you know, the dynamic they had could sort of be kept in check because all three of them were there. So Nick could stop them from doing anything really crazy. And then she dies, and things go off the rails. Something, something, my wife is my impulse control. Oh my god. <laughs> <A little bit>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flattery's gonna cut off all the sleeves of their Hawaiian shirts, and nobody's here to stop them. Extremely sad. Everyone mourns in their own ways. <laughs> Jasmine, you, you drew this image before, which was um, me, my wife, and... But was it plushie that oh. Nick has? This oh, gigantic yeah, plushie. Oh yeah, the Europterid plushie. <laughs> the Europterid plushie. Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but th this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Gosh, Nick is like very into both like prehistoric animals, just like you know marine animals, kind of like Anomalocaris type bee. She definitely collects plushies of these extinct animals all the time like they're all over their bedroom i think oh absolutely thinking about it they absolutely have the woman want me fish want me hat yes. oh flattery absolutely. has so many of those <laughs> i think getting into sort of the dynamics of why i think their relationship works for them so I think a lot of what Neek loves about Flattery is that Flattery is this very confident, very <laughs> genuine person that Neek knows that when she's not in public, she can just kind of feel free to just express herself however she wants around. It's very Because cute. as I said earlier, she's usually very image conscious and Flattery's the kind of person that when she's around, she can just completely ignore that and go... Hey, I can do what I want. Flattery loves me for who I am and not the person people think I am and so... It's very sweet, yeah. you know, they're open around each other. They feed into each other. It's a real autism for autism relationship where, like, they'll hear each autism other. Autism like, for autism relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do think it's a kind of messy relationship. We've discussed the necromancy involved, but... It's still, like, very loving, no matter what happens. You can't write necromancy without romance. That's true. Exactly. exactly. They're just gonna need some couples counseling, is all. Yeah. I, I feel like I've done much better. <laughs> <laughs> I've done much better elaborating on this dynamic when I can just write it down, but I have nothing written down right now, so I'm winging it. That's okay. We're having a good time. I think, like, it's very, like, 
clear that like see here in the podcast we're the youngest sibling podcast we're like the mac L- or like the griffin mac Elroy of the brothers oh, no. podcast i don't okay are you really trying to say that we're more like free balling it than icb have you listened to an icb <laughs> i free balled it so hard during the icb episode yeah, can we, <laughs> we were on an ICB together, and we ended up bringing up the ass tier list, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For a refresher, meek B tier, flattery like C tier. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, um, being a C person, they don't have a great ass, but Nick is kind of average, you know, like... We completely missed the part where she's Atlantis's reality. Yeah. How oh, yeah, that's that? kind of important, that, huh? That is important. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have a very important question, and I hate to ask, but yes. I am. Yeah. I also love to ask. Where does where is the Grack? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> Behind you. Um. <laughs> the Grack is one spot below me. As yeah. it should be. <laughs> They're incredibly <laughs> close in the ass tier. Yeah, that actually, like, a lot of, of Nancy is just, like, just barely behind the meek and kind of fucking mad about it like we can talk about their heights too Nick and flattery are both (laughs) thinking about him standing just behind nick at all times just like behind his shoulder (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh 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 my god God. that's so scary (laughs) god yeah the the gract breaks into your room (laughs) ASMR. Oh my god, no. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's another um we can get into this more in the Gracked episode, but uh sometimes he just breaks into Nick and Flattery's house, makes himself a sandwich, and doesn't even eat it, just leaves. <laughs> Does he leave it on the counter? <laughs> just, yeah, he does. Yeah. He just leaves it there. <laughs> He's like it's about leaving a message. <laughs> and that exactly. message is a sandwich. <laughs> Literally yeah. me, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we should probably talk about uh, Nick being the, the reality, reality anchor. anchor. Kind of got that sidetrack. caught up. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so basically Atlantis has reality that is thoroughly and completely fucked. Mm-hmm. It's, like, fractured. And when your reality is shattered, you need something or someone that can hold it together in the meantime. Yeah, so, like, what this kind of means is that um, a lot of the time in Atlantis, you see maybe, like, alternate versions of people walking around. Like, you might run into Lobster, Night Triumphant, for example, just hanging out with suit of armor Night triumphant. But for Neek, because she's kind of holding all these alternate realities together, there's only one version of her ever. Um, so in things like the Capri Sun alternate reality, she's just a human being running around with these fucked up little Capri Suns. Oh, that is terrifying. Excellent God. example to use. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> to be fair, that is the version a lot of I, th- I think a lot of us are familiar with. Yeah, it's a good example of like alternate Atlantises because like you understand immediately. 
oh, everyone else is a Capri Sun except for Neek. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. When Neek died, that kind of, like, Atlantis had to quickly choose a new reality anchor, which ended up being Neek's replacement on the team, Clove Ji-un. Clove, my beloved. Yes, we fucking love Clove. I, we can probably get into Clove on a different episode because it's narrative with Neek and like just like how it all plays together could definitely be its own episode because, you know, there's the reality anchor pressure. There's the pressure of replacing this beloved player who is the captain, who is like one of the other player's wife, who like was kind of holding things together. And you're just kind of a stupid 19-year-old who can't even play sports. And you're just kind of sitting there like, what do I do? And that's a whole other host of issues. I have a question. Is, yeah. Yes. Is this a position Neek is like, does she know she's the reality anchor? Oh, yeah. She's I very well yes. aware. Yes. I don't think it's something she initially was like made aware of, but it's something that she sort of figured out with time or that yeah. others figured out. Yeah. I don't think it took too long for her to be aware of it. Oh, and have we mentioned that the reason Atlantis is so fractured is because of a certain other player on the team, Rigby, killed Poseidon and keeps killing Poseidon. And there's a killing Poseidon day every year where everyone lines up and kills Poseidon. Cheers, I'll drink to that. I love how we've reached the point that's only, like, tangentially related to the topic of the episode, but, it's you know. Important. There's a lot right, going on. Right, ties in. right, yeah. Flattery and Neek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to that. Um, from what I'm getting, the vibe of Nick and Flattery, Nick is the type of person, I mean, Flattery's the type of person to, like, show Neek these, these, like, plushies. Of like, hey babe, you wanna get a rainbow animal a chorus? <laughs> and then they'll just have like a hundred of these. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's Absolutely. pretty much the vibes. Are we at a point where I can bring up Otten? We oh, should yeah. mention her. Let's in talk passing. about Otten. Yes. So um Otten is like she was McKinley Otten. Um is the Californian. Yes. Uh She's a. She player was currently tacos? Shadow's player on yeah, the Tacos. Currently, I remember. I don't think she was an OG. Mm -hmm. No, she was born in like uh, si season sixteen. Yeah, pretty. So recent. the lore. Yeah, and then she came out in season eighteen. So the lore around on is that she was born in California. She was like, kind of like a human. She was a human person who like was a sea otter furry. And, like, one day she gets swept to Atlantis, and she's fucking delighted. Because, like, not only is Atlantis awesome, but it's kind of, you know, there's this thing in Atlantis called adaptation, where you kind of adapt to sea life if you're not already. And adaptation for her was being turned into a sea otter. And it's, yeah. like, awesome, you know, okay. right? Gets turned in, like, into your first zone. Mm -hmm. Sea otter. If you, go to, if you go to Atlantis, you become your first zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a furry and you go to Atlantis and your uh, fursona is like some sort of sea creature, congratulations. <laughs> um, so, like, Otten is in Atlantis 
She's like, she's like, man, baseball is kind of cool. There's a team here. I should like look into that. She kind of studies under the Atlantis Georgias, including uh, Flattery McKinley, which is where she gets her first name McKinley from. Yeah, she's and it's like she uh, trains with her. Yeah, kind so like <laughs> at the time, Flattery was not good at pitching, and. But, like, McKinley on didn't know anything really about baseball. It's like, wow, the Atlantis Georgias are so famous and they have four championships. I should learn from them. So here's the thing. Like, training under flattery means that your pitching is going to get bad. bad bizarre. <laughs> weird. And it's Flattery like, is an interesting pitcher. Lots yeah. of walks. And so... <laughs> The other thing is, uh, McKinley Otten, like, she pitches in her sleep. So that just kind of adds a whole other layer. Cause, like, she has this kind of sleepwalking thing yeah. where, like, most of the time she's asleep. She's sleep place. There's this whole layer of, like, learning from Flattery, who's not good. And then also learning through, like, the kind of fog of being asleep. And <laughs> so eventually, like, Otten, gets swept elsewhere and ends up in LA and joins the tacos. You know, we have this whole thing where like on first emerges via a game versus the Atlantis Georgias, kind of like a happy reunion. Like, Hey, there's my mentor and there's my other mentor. And I think, I feel like I should mention at this point that unlike Unlike Flattery, Nick is like a good player, both as a batter and a pitcher. Like she's not the worst. She's not the best either. She's not like top tier, but she's capable. Yeah. Better than nothing. Don't you literally kin Otten or no. something? No. Why do people keep saying this about me? Bluey slander uh, here. And- <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> um, I just like talking about her. And I like having a funny little furry as my icon. And for some reason, yeah. people think... <laughs> That this means that I kin her. Um. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. I mean, I'm the one who drew your icon. So. I know. I'm not actually mad. It's just very funny. Um, so yeah, like, but unfortunately, like, On is kind of struggling, both because like the person she replaced is Yummy Elliot, ace pitcher, and it's right after the Tacos win their championship, and because it's season eighteen. And things aren't going well. And Vito Kravitz fucking steals Otten's cannon. She unfortunately ends up bitten by a consumer and unable to play. And it's just kind of like this confounding thing of like unfortunate things happening to people who are related to Flattery. Like, you know, a lot of their friends leave them. Everything bad happens around Flattery McKinley. Yeah. Yeah, nothing bad much. ever happens to them. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reverb was mostly just funny. Yeah, well, um. it, it, it's not really something bad happening to flattery, right? Like, yeah, the reverb. It, it's it something bad, bad happening the to the Georges. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the reverb was bad for them because they just kind of want to 
that because as we've said they're an alternate in the alternate reality i think they were a batter and that's what they were good at and people liked them for it mm. <laughs> and then suddenly so like, they have to deal with being a terrible pitcher yeah because you got pulled into another reality and suddenly people are mad at you for not being able to pitch even though it's not even your fault a wave happens and you get you like you're batting for a bit and everything's fine and good and then you get put back on the pitcher's mound for no good reason and people are mad at you again <laughs> uh. Sorry, um, I was laughing because Hazel just posted a meme of Neek, like, yes! it was a tweet, it was like, went on a date with a girl I really like, I dressed nice, did my hair, gave her an extensive 30-minute lecture on coelacanths, yet I haven't heard from her? The only thing I can think of is just perhaps I did not provide enough information on coelacanths. Fish people, please advise. I did not know that that's how you pronounce I that word. I love this autistic lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible autism. I don't know it's pronounced silicon. It's really amazing you were able to pull that at the top of your head. Um, I know a lot about fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I was curious about this. What was Flattery and Nick's date like? The first date? I wish I had established this because I'm actually not sure what their first date was like, but you know, mm -hmm. we can have an impromptu lore jam. Yeah, because we know that they met in the hospital and you know they were talking- I actually have a fic for this. Oh yeah? I'm gonna tell you this right now. Ooh. Yeah, it's not done yet. You were discussing this in a server. Mm -hmm. Hey Jasmine, when's your birthday again? September 29th. September 29th. Did you know that there are there is only one Nick and Flattery fic? Just one. This this is a problem. Yeah. There needs to be more. This is a problem. So, Gay women will not be winning until we have more Nick and Flattery fics. Just saying. Literally, though. You can go on AO3 and put together any random combination of popular white boys in the fandom and probably find a fic. Yeah. But there's, like, nothing for our favorite lesbians, and it's disappointing. This is kind of the thing about Ink and Flattery, is that they're not just popular among Georgia's fans, mostly because, like, the Georgias are very loud about loving our lesbians. And, you know, Jasmine creates a lot of content for them, and people see them and go, oh, they're cute. Oh, the lesbians. So I think, like, they're one of the more popular lesbian, like, ships in baseball. And yet, you know, there's not a whole lot of content of them, which is very sad. Like, why is just one person doing this? Everyone step it up. Don't you love lesbians? Don't you care about us? Don't you? Oh. Yeah, don't you love 40-year-old lesbians? Yeah. Literally, though. Guilt-tripping people into writing. <laughs> no, but, like, at the same time, when I, when I wrote about it, like, I am working on... A Nick and Flattery fig. Yay! Because I saw that there was not. It's not going to go on AO3, but. Yeah. It's I'll like, fix that point. I think. Yeah. Spite is a good motivator. But yeah, it's like. Um, I don't know. It's just like. There's like. You know, they're an older couple. They are like both older women. You love to see older lesbians living. Yeah. And loving. I meant to say winning and I said living instead, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> <laughs> 
they aren't really winning is the thing because there is a lot of tragedy given uh, yeah you know there is a lot of one tragedy. of them kind of spends a lot of time suffering Mm-hmm. Like, they get reverbed back to pitching, and then they spend half a year in a peanut shell, and everyone they like has bad things happen to them. Yeah. And then their wife dies. Yeah. They are losing. And, you know, they have to, like, kind of reckon with that, and they're not taking it well. Like, that's the thing. main thing you need to know, is that, like, Flattery did not take Nick's death well at all. Like, you know, they're going through it. They were, like, very depressed for a long time, which feeds into the fifth base shenanigans, where... Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Flattery, um, the fifth base was so in the bubble. It's been a few years. Flattery is trying to come to terms with it, and part of them is thinking, okay... If I move away and get a fresh start, maybe I'll have an easier time getting over it. And convenient for them, the fifth base is in the bubble right now. (laughs) You know, so they pick it up, but they have trouble trusting their impulses. Mm -hmm. Because moving away is a big commitment, and they've lived in Atlantis their entire Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. So they put it back down. And then they pick it up. Yeah, they're like put it back down. (laughs) Then they pick it back up and put it back down. Yeah, three times. Uh, Twice was in the same. I remember seeing this. Yeah, they were thinking really hard about it. It was funny as yeah. It was sitting all the way over. Very funny and very stressful for the Georgias. We already lost Sosa Hayes to the fifth base earlier the same season. Yeah, yeah, because like. So what happened with Sosa was that um, he picked it up, went to the Dolly. The Dolly played a game against us, and then he put it back down in the bubble. Like, okay, thanks, you little traitor. What the fuck? Um. <laughs> like, speaking of how, like, Frattery took Nick's death, because, like, a thing I remember that sticks in my brain every time when I think about them is the game after Nick died. Zendaya fixed mm-hmm. Flattery's helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Z- was- <laughs> Zendaya is the George's smithy. Yeah, yeah. And, and fixed also Ortiz's a helmet and a bat, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember who's it. Yeah, Flattery's bat, I think. Yeah, yeah Flattery's battery. You know, Flattery's, like, not coping well. And just, like... And, of course, this is where we get Nancy Grackle being like, hey, wouldn't you feel better if your wife was alive again? Wouldn't that be awesome? Your wife would be alive again. And, you know, all we have to do is a little unethical science. And, you know, maybe, so what? Maybe she might send a few people to hell. That's not a big deal. You'll get to see your wife again. And Flattery is not in a good mind state. And they already, like, sort of, like, know and, like, yeah, you know, if the Grack is suggesting this, maybe it is a good idea. I'll get to see my wife again. And, you know, I think there's this thing that Flattery does genuinely love Nick a lot. Yeah. And they don't want her to be hurt. And I think we can all agree, dead is about the most hurt a person can be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially in the Hall of Flame. Like, that doesn't sound like a place where you're rest. But then, unfortunately, uh, when Nick is 
necromancy, she doesn't end up on the Georges as planned. Maybe, or maybe not, maybe the Grag sort of sabotaged a little and accidentally, quotes, sent Neek to a different team so that he didn't have to deal with her. Hmm. And, you know, he can just kind of watch her doing redaction science. Like, you know, he doesn't have to deal with her. But Flattery's not sad anymore. Woohoo! Everyone wins! Everyone was not winning. <clears throat> There's this quote, I don't remember who said it, <laughs> but um, the reason I really love Nick and Flattery and all this juicy fucking lore is that see every quality baseball player has autism because if their lore is good they were probably written by an autistic per- <laughs> person who hyper fixated on yeah. it Very true. Yeah. that's incredibly jasmine core <laughs> hi hello <laughs> honestly i feel we're still missing a lot of the lore in this episode but you know yeah, it's fine. People too. can ping me up on Discord anytime and I will give them my dissertations. Yeah. And so on the pies, you know, Neek is sort of like, she's not, you know, obviously she's alive. She has to be kind of forced into uh, um, redacting people to satisfy her debt. And she's, she's with these unfamiliar people, but at the same time, you know, she's away from kind of the pressure of being the team captain, the reality anchor, all of these things that, like, put a lot of pressure on her. Yeah. She's kind of a nobody on the pies, a nobody who is sending people to hell. So it's not yeah, that, like... you know, but, but a nobody still. Yeah, it's not that people, like, dislike her on the pies, but they don't really notice her because it's season 24 and all sorts of shit is going on. And they're trying Parker to, like... visits the pies thrice that yeah. year, so that's fun. Yeah, and, you know, it's, like, kind of, like, Neek is worrying, like, am I going to die again? Would I care if I died again? Would it be better if I died again? But if I die again, that means that everyone else is going to die again. Oh, so let's talk about, like, Neek's pitcher moments. And then, you know, her fabled last game before she was um, faxed against the Georgias. Now, it was the first game she pitched after beating someone on the Georgias where she faxed out. Mm -hmm. So, like, not only did she bean someone on the Georgias... It was someone who was not on the team when Neek was around, Randy Dennis. So, like, yeah. it's this person she does not recognize, and she hits, she accidentally hits them. It immediately feels bad, because, like, that's, like, someone on her team. She might accidentally, like, get them sent away from this team, and she doesn't even really know what's going on with them on the other, on the team, like, what how they feel about the players, how the players feel about them. And it's just kind of like, you know, she's been trying to keep it together as best she can. But after that, she just kind of can't. So she ends up faxed. And I don't know, it's just such a juicy narrative, you know, like she's so yeah. struggling so hard to keep it together on the pies in this unfamiliar place where she's forced to kind of like hit people and just send them to hell. 
I keep saying that, but it's a funny <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I mean, it it's the best phrasing because it means Mike Townsend is in hell right now. So and I am true for that fact. Yeah. I mean, God forbid women do anything. God forbid <laughs> women do anything. So fucking true. Oh, um, speaking of women doing girl boss things, can we talk about how like she has the highest like pitched like bean rate to redaction rate of any player with debt like ever this God. includes like jalen killing people with beans like she has the highest success rate woohoo awesome <laughs> and she is probably not processing that fact at all but yes she beaned 10 people and seven of them got redacted yeah and Al one of those alternative take nick came back with a point to prove <laughs> <laughs> I can do better than all these other people with debt. Look at them. They're not yeah. even accomplishing anything. Look, look, if I'm going to come back from the dead and be debted, I'm going to be damn good at it. Yeah. And this includes... That is absolutely not her philosophy, I feel. But no, no. no, no. It's very funny. It is very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, um, She did end up, like... So she played a game against the Crabs with Kennedy Loser, Crabs' yes. haunted ghost dad. He was haunted, and she ended up hitting the ghost who was haunting him, Dini Blather, who is like a squirrel shadow player, a prehistory, like nobody, never even played on the squirrels, like actively. And Dini fucking got beamed and ran for the secret base immediately. Like, not even, like, half a second after, like, making it to second base, I'm pretty sure. So, like, Dini is redacted, and we don't know, like, you know, are they still going to be dead if they get attracted to a team? It's funny ghost science. Yeah. It's great. I love ghost redaction. Underrated sim moment, which I think more people would have noticed if it wasn't season twenty four. Yeah, sure. unfortunately. Also, but is it is isn't the thing that like technically that means Demi Blather has been necromance without getting dead? Like, yeah, because like you know, kind on of, a very I technical. Think. Buy one get one free. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Nick is like you know what. This is another way to do this. Yeah. Like, listen, you didn't have to do this to me. Look, look, I did it just fine and nobody has to suffer. I mean, Demi Blatter is still getting their soul removed by coffee aliens or whatever, but... Yeah, whatever happens to redacted people, but it's fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. We're still not sure exactly what happens, right? Yeah, we're not super sure exactly what happens with redaction yet. Maybe next era we'll find out more about that. And hopefully that means all the redacted people will come back, mostly because I want to see Demi Blather. Same. I mean, I think it's a two-sided coin. We On the plus side, we get to see Demi Blather again. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, we have to see Mike Townsend again. Yeah. Maybe he can Unless just... he just decides <laughs> the forest bested and just stay there. Yeah, maybe he'll just evaporate. Who knows? Because that's the thing. Well, well, well. Like in the they they found out. So this is like more technical, I guess. But like they found out that like players can be put in the secret base, like sim wise. This is mm -hmm. out of law, but like players can be put in the secret base and not come out. Yeah. 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 
it's like the, the the two things those two things are like two separate roles of one to go in the secret base and one to come out so it's like players you could load that as like players actively I, I remember somebody saying that like you could load that as like them actively choosing not to join back into the game because being redacted is technically better yeah they or have a better time being redacted than at least like you know not. that's the perception because you know you're not in danger of being killed question yeah. mark you don't have nothing can get to you yeah yeah who knows what's actually that going on in of. there but like i don't know we'll see it might be a favor a more favorable deal yeah 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 exactly autism autism, autism. i want to I want to talk about that part. There's not a lot of autistic people in media that I like that are like actually very represented very mm-hmm. well. And like mm-hmm. baseball is just a very good platform for like being able to make your own autistic yeah. characters or like luring autistic characters. Yeah. Because there's so many neurodiverse people in the baseball fandom. Yeah. And you can lure anyone however you want and no one can stop. Yeah. We really do have the power. It's like we're in charge, which does unfortunately come with its own issues of like people maybe not having the filter to like realize when something's bad and it just kind of egging each other on. But, you know, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad that comes with this kind of system. I really like Nick and Flattery. Yeah, they're very good characters. A little bit briefly on the topic of representation. I did a piece for uh, this year's Taco de Mayo for the calendar. And my theme was Autism Acceptance Month and finding autistic players to draw was it was it wasn't a huge thing but it was slightly an ordeal Mm -hmm. yeah because it's not every autistic player is like stated as such and yeah the The only ones who came up when you search are are our dear beloved flattery Mm -hmm. and yummy i believe who is sort of mentioned more offhandedly i didn't even know yummy was it's not as concrete a mention as flattery's is no, sorry. It's Wanda. Mm-hmm. Wanda's tacos. Oh, Wanda. Ah, with, with the help of everyone's favorite goblin, I reached out to the uh, mm-hmm. rep chat to ask people for autistic players, and mm-hmm. a lot less than I'd like, but yeah. more than yeah. other places. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, you know how uh, when one is looking critically at non-binary representation in media, there's an element of like, it's cool that you have them at all, but you made this character a robot or alien, and that's kind of yikes. Yes. That, mm-hmm. th- the same yeah. thing goes for autistic characters. Like, they have the same. Yeah. It's kind of yikes you made this yeah. real thing. People are perceived as inhuman. Yeah, like, so, exclusively, yeah, yeah. like, not humans, like, maybe an alien or yeah. whatever. I do think there is a little bit of the same problem in baseball, yeah. especially because, like, a lot of the time with human characters, like people have the headcanon, but they don't like say it. They just kind of like, oh, I don't need to like outright state that this person 
is autistic, right? Or mm-hmm. like is like whatever, like has ADHD or like has. Um, like, there are a lot of George's players. I think are commonly headcanoned as autistic, but I think Flattery's the only one that has it like written on their mm-hmm. wiki page, and I think yeah. we should fix that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. A lot of the time, I think people are afraid. Like, oh, I don't want to just list every trait that they have on their wiki page, but it's like. You don't have to just, like, make a bulleted list. You can just kind of, like, mention it, like, put it in their, like, description or whatever. Like, it's important. It's, like, part of what defines them as a person. So yeah. you sh- I've, I've thought a lot about how, like, specifically on the wiki, like, how, how do you achieve, like, representation mm-hmm. on the wiki? Yeah. Um, yeah. The might be cut from this episode the answer is you don't the <laughs> the, the 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 answer i i, I think uh, about is like there's a way to do it where you do it and you tell a story and you're telling a story about this character mm-hmm. and it's exploring aspects of their life and in that case you're doing it properly yeah there's a way to do it where you're just listing a bunch of traits with no effort to actually make that uh, significant part of the character yeah exactly thinking especially like if uh, those traits are just handled superficially like saying x character is there autistic fat vietnamese is is like okay and then nothing about the law that's on the page like you're not reflects that it's like yeah yeah Yeah, how does that like you know kind of you know kind of feed into them as a person you know and it's like Maybe, I don't know, some people, like, want to write traits and don't, like, actually want to, like, sort of back it up, I guess. is. <laughs> yeah, I think the solution is tell stories. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also really rare to, like, find autistic characters that are, like, actually, like, adults or even, yeah. like, middle age. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Uh, yeah, a lot of autistic representation is children or young Yeah, and that's yeah. something adults. I kind of wanted to do with these two is... I wanted older autistic yeah. rap where <laughs> yeah. um, there's particularly an issue with like um yeah. you know the 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 autistic stereotype is a a white boy specifically like a, a yeah, younger like boy a, yes a young yeah. white child who's obsessed with trains or whatever yeah. and that is a kind of person who exists literally one of my best friends yeah. is a white boy who loves trains Aaron, if you hear this, I love mm-hmm. you. I'm blowing you kisses. I'm not going to make the sound because that's that's not good audio. Anyways, um, <laughs> but also like there's a lot of those, you know? Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of like other people who exist. Yeah. And yeah, they all deserve to be shown too. And yeah, a lot of the time, like autism is shown as something that happens in children only. Like people have this weird idea that like people grow out of it. Which is not true yeah. at all. Yeah. What really happens is that autistic adults learn how to mask. Or, well, I mean, autistic children do too, but it's yeah, yeah, like exactly. So like, like no a lot of people don't know how exactly. Like, like you, you, you can't tell because you're looking for signs that like kids who can't control is not the right term, but like yeah, they they don't really know those yeah. signs. Uh, they don't know that those signs are yeah. wrong. So funny you mentioned that. I want to talk briefly about this because I didn't find out I was I was autistic until like almost a couple of months ago. Um, we're actually nearing the anniversary of when I found out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so particularly because I'm one, I'm Filipino and I 
don't live in America. Yeah. So, and I'm also, I was like assigned female at birth. So I have my different experiences with that and autism. Mm -hmm. I, just so you know, I'm self-diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have autism at this point mm -hmm. in time now. And it's because it's funny how I found out about this. So, you know, that saying of like, if you have, if all your friends happen to have ADHD and autism, you may also have it. So yeah. that's what happened to me. I was making a character for D&D &D and I wanted to like make an autistic character. And as I scrolled and researched more into this, I started realizing, huh, that kind of sounds like me. Mm -hmm. And then I... <laughs> I and I just and I just did the ADHD hyperfocus thing where I spent five days on this and then I thought, oh God, yeah. this is me, isn't it? So, <laughs> so and yeah, and then that's so when I that's when I realized what masking was and I've been doing that this entire my entire life and I just didn't know about it. So yeah. Yeah. This kind of happy autistic <laughs> happy autistic autumn. This kinda happy happened to me. Autumn. Happy autistic autumn. Where it's like um I did some research around ADHD and I'm like, wow, this kind of sounds like what I've been dealing with my entire life. So I go to my friends who all have like ADHD and autism and that, you know, like in the same family. And I'm like, guys, I think I have ADHD. And one person is just like, yeah, you didn't know that already? Yeah, I've had the exact same thing. I feel so bad whenever I do that. I've had the exact same yeah. <laughs> oh god uh, yeah like that was exactly me that was like when I, I went to watch a movie which i will not name because the representation is actually bad but it's like it was one of those where the the while it was bad representation it was more accurate quote-unquote mm. it's more that like the way they use it in the story and the actor used to portray the autistic character was not autistic and stuff like that but like the 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 traits they used it's more nuanced it's not a like dehumanized representation yeah. and so i was like you know what i do a lot of those things and i i, I go to my friend and my friend who's autistic and, and i go you know I, I since i've seen this movie i've been thinking about this and i'm like i think i'm autistic and they're like, I thought you knew. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think that seals it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, th I think that's a fairly common uh, uh, self-diagnosed story. Of, of yeah. Just like, yeah. Like, yeah. you realize suddenly all, everyone around you starts to have autism, starts to have autism as if they just began. But just it's like, like, yeah, it's like you just. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the fact that you're just more comfortable. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i'm just jasmine i'm not gonna hurt you yeah there's no autism beams firing at you come closer come closer come closer when i hyper fixate just know that it's just because i'm autistic and nothing malicious is happening behind the scenes i'm not firing secret brain waves that turn you autistic out of my eyes do not panic <laughs> I'm not doing that, but if I could, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that. Would Nick and Flattery like the TBH creature? Hmm. What's a TBH creature? You, you know, you be. Yeah, I, I know guy. what you're talking I, I, about. 
And I'm just going back and forth on my head if they would. I think I'm ultimately going with a yes. I think they would like it. It's cute. Oh, we should talk about their pet isopod, Hydrox. Oh yeah, we gave them a pet giant isopod and it's named Hydrox because I was talking about it with a friend and they were like, oh, it'd be funny if it had a generic pet name like Oreo. But then we (laughs) thought... Hydrox would be even funnier. Yeah. Hydrox. Hydrox. (laughs) Is Hydrox a Pokemon? Is it short for hydrous oxide? No, uh, Hydrox (laughs) is like the cookie that was kind of the predecessor to Oreo. It was like, yeah, it was like, you know, a chocolate cookie with cream. And then like, it kind of failed because, to be honest, the name Hydrox is not very marketable for a cookie. Yeah, that's a weird fucking <laughs> yeah. name for a cookie, even if it's 1938 or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, in like... the early 1900s just kind of did whatever it feels like. Oh, yeah. 1900s. Yeah, I... Because, I, like, yeah, when when you said Hydrox, my two first thoughts were it's either a Pokemon or it's a name for Bleach. <laughs> I think or they like were you like, know bleach we equivalent a cookie name that sounds clean so we use yeah. hydrogen and oxygen the components of water and it's like you made a cookie that sounds like a cleaning product yeah, yeah. it was the early 1900s maybe people were it might have been yeah I'm thinking about soda ad I saw once a vintage one and I, it was like Name of soda. It'll tickle your innards. Um, yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't. <laughs> I want a soda that's going to tickle my innards. S- sometimes soda ads are way too honest about what soda is. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I, I remember, yeah, it's the thing where like when you know that you can unclog your toilet with Coke, Mm-hmm. You start thinking twice about drinking it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so hostile to bi- a, a bi- biological matter. Just starts like dissolving stuff. Like, yeah, like it's not going to kill you. No, in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you have like a lot of soda in a very short period of time, then it might kill you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but like you're going to get an ulcer. <laughs> yeah. It's safe. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, what were we talking about? The isopod. Yes. Autism. Autism. I don't even think I don't even know if there was much lore past that besides they have a pet giant isopod. Okay, the isopod it likes Neek more. Flattery insists it likes both of them equally, but that's just not true. Sorry, Flattery. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Aww. Flattery. It's very clearly, like, Neek's pet, but it still likes Flattery, you know? It still likes Flattery, yeah, but... Wait, do they keep it? How do they keep it? Um, free roam? Do they have a tank? That they walk it on a leash? Is it open? Because my, my thought was, if it's, like, an open tank, open top tank, that means the Grack, <laughs> like, whenever they... Br- I mean, he I don't even think it's in a house. tank because they live underwater already. Yeah. I think yeah, but could... then that's funnier <laughs> if it's in a tank. <laughs> it, it has, like, a whole... It's the kind of thing where, like, because it's so big, it has a whole room as its tank. But at the same yeah. time, it kind of wanders between rooms anyways, and they don't really try and stop it. It's like, this is supposed to be <laughs> your space, 
but like they're not it has the whole house they're not gonna stop it yeah i i i don't know i don't know what giant isopods eat but this might be an outdoors cat situation where you don't actually want your pet I'm to go sure outdoors i'm pretty sure they just eat like detritus yeah, yeah, yeah no, i think, that, that's I think what it's fine this is already made of you just oh my god it eats ooze oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right don't drink the soda feed it. it to your pet isopod yeah. <laughs> like flattery is a big time ooze drinker and Nick is not, but I think he's like one of the only Georgias that can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of human. the only Georgias. Let me reiterate, because she's not the only regular person on the team. Yeah, yeah. Frankie Hambone is swigging those things back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you are human, do you have to filter ooze to safely consume it? No. Well, I mean, if um, you're living in Atlantis, I think part of the adaptation is making yeah. like you able to safely consume ooze. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Atlanta like where there's a sea like like a like the Coke company headquarters? Oh my god, thing? it is. And you yeah. can get like free Coke. I don't and I think, think there is actually a rival business to use called Coral Cola that yeah. also repackages Detritus. But you know, Ooze is the lesser of two evils here, so they're our sponsor. Yeah. This isn't yeah. to say they're ethical. I think they are behind Hercules Alighieri Memorial Hot Fries. Yeah, like what like we said kind earlier. Leads me to another point I wanted to talk about with Neek, which is kind of the way the sim sort of reiterates the pressure put upon her, because in season 17, she goes elsewhere for like a third of the season. And during that time, Hercules Alighieri, who I think is one of her best friends on the team, ends up dying. And also Rigby swallows a peanut, so it kind of gives the impression that the team falls apart without her. Mm -hmm. And like, so when she returns, that's kind of just stuck in her head, and yeah. Uh, Hazel just posted an image of an anime girl with a giant isopod on a leash, and it says, They hate to see a cute girl walk her dog. Very good image. Thank you. I should redraw that with Neek sometime. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize what time it is. Oh no. Yeah, um, yeah we've been going a while. Very I mean, yeah, maybe we wrap it up. Yeah, we did go through a lot of the major stuff about them. It was very fun. Yeah. Oh, but we've definitely, definitely, we only scratched the surface. We would oh, love to sure. do more of a deep yeah. dive on this. I had dive. Are we going to have to do the five-part series where we just dissect <laughs> each of George's them individually? This is sort of our surface level. Dip our toes in the water of Atlantis, you know. Yeah. Place ball looming on the horizon. For these two. Oh, my god. I think gosh. we can do a George's series in general. You do, do like the ICB World Tour, but it's just George's players. Yeah. <laughs> just every time. Then we just need to just... a spin-off of this podcast, but it's me talking about each and every of the George's players in depth. Yes. Unironically, <laughs> You yes. can stand for Atlantis. Listen, the entire Baco was just taken over by Hall of Fame, so yeah. I think we can do a we... five-part episode. Yeah. We can do whatever do... we want. We can do whatever yeah, we that's want. That's our city. 
<laughs> and the Georgias, I think, just have some great lore with our players. I mean, I'm biased. I love the Georgias. I think I it's love. Cool. Yeah. I love being biased. I, I think we are all biased. Uh, biased. Yeah. <laughs> I love how fucked up our team is. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. There's a lot to talk about. I can talk about the interpretation of Erin Yazelenko I've been working on that I don't know if anyone Ooh. else <laughs> uses. Well, it's a eyes. good interpretation. I have eyes because I really like Erin. Yeah. yeah. I'm biased. Okay, I just Any realized ears? something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Grack is basically the Spamton of the Atlantis. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh I think God. you can go ahead and say Spamton of Placeball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think every Are we going to need some Spampton. sort of fucking Grack, Grack sweepstakes? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Enter this contest to win your chance to be personally easy. killed and necromancied by the Grack himself. Oh, yeah. Well, what'd you see about all bases, Eve? We c- we could do that. We could we could do oh, that. Oh yeah, we could. <laughs> we could do that. This will be the Georgia's charity stream. Just rack sweepstakes. <laughs> I would enter. I would too. Yeah. Has everyone seen the body pillow? I don't want attention. Yeah. The Grack body pillow? The spam body <laughs> You know, there will be a Grack. players started doing body pillows, but they're for boring players like Tillman Henderson and Wyatt Quedder. Don't at me, so I said it. We should make body pillows for cool players like Nancy Grackle. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. This was an episode. I really like it. Yeah. Any last things we want to say? Uh, I don't know if I have any, but I think more of us should be writing fix about them because they're cool. If you need Stop any yes, news, just hit me up in the back of an alley of... Just hit me up in a back alley while I'm just walking around and tell me to talk about them and I'll do it. Or just message me on Discord. Yeah. Yeah, and remember Jasmine's birthday is on the 29th. Exactly. Remember All right. Awesome. Let's get out of here. Thanks for listening, everyone. Also, go to All Bases Eve. I'm at Wayslide Cool on Twitter, but also on Tumblr. Yeah, find me on Splatoon 3 and I'll kill you. Oh, yeah, find me on Splatoon 3 where I am Wayslide and my splash tag is. Find me in Splatoon 3, I'm Wayslide, and my number on my splash tag is 2533. And find me at Lockrow on Twitter and Tumblr. Read my fix, please. You can find me in the back of an alley. Or if you're Sparrow, you know exactly where I live because <laughs> we met. So if Sparrow, if you're ever going to watch, um, listen to this. Yeah, you can just hit me in the head or whatever. You can just take me out. I don't know. <laughs> Archives Unlimited.